lot of moles that end up getting all in our yard. And so I see all these holes and we, we originally got to this place and then we started seeing all these holes pop up and we're like, what in the world is, is, is going on with all these holes? And so I started to realize there's actually moles that start to burrow and go through all of our stuff and all of our yard. And we're getting to the place where like, what do we do to actually get rid of these moles? And everything we try to do, like they just keep coming back. Like try to set traps, try to do all these kind of stuff. And like these moles keep coming back. And what it's doing is over a period of time is it's slowly like infiltrating underneath like all aspects of a yard. So like there's like this different like pockets and different like holes and things that are popping up. And these moles keep going like everywhere in our entire yard. And so it's literally like whack-a-mole. Like you have a mole hole pop up and we're like, let's get rid of that mole. And then another one pops up and we're like, let's get rid of that mole. And like, it's ridiculous. And like, I was sitting there and I was thinking about it today because I was trying to work on one today to try to get it closed up so they wouldn't come back anymore. And I realized that a lot of times molehills are much like what we have in our lives on a day-to-day basis. For me, a lot of times it's something that is in my life that pops its head up every once in a while telling me, oh, there's an issue here, but I ignore it. Or there's a problem here, but I push it to the side. You might have already seen this inside the toxic relationship where you've interacted with this person for such a period of time. You've worked on things for a period of time and you're like, it's not that bad. Maybe it'll be better. And as a result, it's something that's kind of like out of sight, out of mind. Did you have that? Like, is it sometimes in the relationship you're like, it's not that bad. And then other times you're like, it's bad. And you go back and forth, back and forth, not sure like what is actually the actual reality. You see, we find when people have been in a toxic relationship, it's like it slowly infiltrates all aspects of your life. Like it's like the mole that's in our backyard that's slowly trying to burrow its way through everything, including our foundation. And it starts to chip away at you when you get to the place where you're like, this person is cutting me down every single day. Like they're slowly taking away some of my self-esteem. Some of the things that I used to be really strong at, they're now starting to break it down. We see this a lot of times in relationships where people will be going back and forth and the narcissist or the toxic person will slowly be taking you down step by step by step, confusing and hurting you over and over and over again. What does that look like for you? Do you have something in your life today that you're like, this right now is something that I've been ignoring? It pops up every once in a while. It pops up and it, it shows you, oh, this isn't something that I like. This isn't something that's healthy for me, but we ignore it, but we push it to the side. What is that one thing for you? What does that actually look like? You see, it's so easy with the busyness of life to push down the things that need to bubble up because we're too busy. So just like if I ignore it, the only time I actually think about there being moles in our backyard causing an issue is when I see a hole pop up. What is popping up in your life? Like right now, even as you sit here, there's probably something that's coming to your mind that you're like, this is something that I need to deal with. What is that? Put it in the chat. Say, hey, this is something that I've been ignoring that I need to deal with. And what is the cost if you don't deal with it? Like if it keeps happening, this could be a relationship, this could be a habit, this could be anything. But like what is actually going on that you haven't been dealing with? I feel you on this. I'm growing my business and he's now my ex now because he was, he was now my ex now because he was trying to distract me. Okay. So the thing you know that you need to focus on is your business. Okay. 
And it's something like, hey, now that he's out of the picture, I need to focus back on the things that are actually helping me focus on. Amanda said, moving on and staying in the past, okay? Yeah, so it's easy. It can trigger you back to the past. You're like, oh, what about the good times? Like, I want to go back to this. Mary Bear said, like, I miss talking to him too. Yeah, 100%. And you're going to have these moments. You're like, oh, it was so good. But then you have to remember, not just put you in a negative mindset, you have to remember the bad to balance it out. Your mind's going to only want to remember the good times because the good times feel good. The bad times don't feel good. So you get to the place where you start to realize like, yes, I admit that that moment was a good moment for me. However, what he did is why I'm here now, is why I'm still struggling. Your book from fantasy to reality is helping. I also do the seven day challenge. Remember, that's awesome. It's good to hear. If you graduated from the seven day challenge, I invite you to go a step further in your healing into the clarity challenge. That's a big piece where it helps you with the, with missing, like you mentioned, like missing, talking to him, missing him. That'll help because that helps clear the trauma bond, the rumination, the triggers, those things get in, get talked about in there and get worked through. Got some amazing tools there stuck in there. I saw my narcissist X and he pretended he doesn't know me. What does it mean? Oftentimes it's a way just to trigger you. I'm going to the next challenge. Oh, that's awesome. We've seen like you're at, you're at the perfect time too, because we've got some awesome tools. The tools that I use on a day-to-day -day basis are in that challenge now. It's brand new. From my goals, now he broke up and he keeps trying to come back. Yeah, so you need to understand, like, he's going to keep trying to come back to distract you from your goals, to distract you from who you actually are called to be. I want you to consider with me just for a second, like, what is the cost if he actually gets back in? Like, how does that put you back in a state where you weren't able to focus on you? Maybe you weren't able to focus on how you showed up for you, of the food that you ate, of the workout that you want to do, of the body that you wanted to build. Maybe um, your connectedness to your drive, to your purpose, to your spirituality. Maybe how it influenced and, and messed up with your kids or like you even mentioned earlier about your business. And use that as like a guidepost of like, okay, he's not coming back because I have to do this for my kids. I have to do this for me. I have to do this for the person that you want to be. I can't move on even though I know he isn't good for me and he never loved me, but only used me. This is sick. So Ag Ag Agnes, what I think I would say is if you can't move on, you need to be in one of our challenges. They will help you move. They'll help you get clarity so that you actually can move a direction because we'll call you to make a decision. I don't force people to go to a contact because that's not going to help anything. It's not going to help you if I'm just like, just get over it, just get no contact. Like that advice is a bunch of BS and it's awful. Anybody that tells you that kind of stuff, like, Ignore them because it doesn't help with you growing. But I have to help you change the mindset. Broke the trauma bond, six months, no contact, going through divorce. He's trying to hoover through a friend saying he's in therapy. Will he change? No one will change without the willingness and the capacity to be honest to themselves. That's it. I had a conversation the other day with a guy that was talking to me and he's like, I might have narcissistic traits. I don't know. And I was like, all right, throw it out. If we don't even talk about narcissism, what are the facts? And what's your willingness to be honest? I'm like, that's the only thing that we use to work with. We use to work with survivors. I work with some narcissists. Like, that's the only thing we can use. If we can't get grounded on the facts, not your truth, but the facts of the situation, nothing will change. Nothing will change at all. Yes, my kids saw and heard him being mental and emotionally abusive, but behind closed doors, he was physical. Yeah. But keep up those boundaries. Keep up those barriers. He has planned a date where we look at old photos to remember the good experience we've shared and refuses to see my perspective that that's abusive because every memory he had was a miserable was miserable for me. Yeah, no, that's not a date. That's that's 100% abuse. 
because he's trying to gaslight you into believing an alternate version of reality and pictures and old times and memories. That's what a narcissist uses to trigger you, to put you back in that state of being susceptible to handle their bullshit. He brainwashed my teenage boys. He nor them will speak to me. What do I do? There's a piece that sometimes if they're not willing to accept you or accept the communication, you have to sit back. You have to be consistent in who you are and hope that they understand the truth. You can't force it.